0: Hi, welcome to the Haven Writers Guild Podcast.
1: We invite you to join us as we explore the curious world of writing.
0: Right, so today we're just gonna start off with an apology. Uh, last week we mentioned that we were gonna talk about marketing, but we sort of got a little bit sidetracked. So we will talk about marketing in the future um, because it's a very interesting subject and I'd love to talk about all the interesting directions. But today we're gonna to be talking about eBooks. Okay, so I was actually looking up the whole marketing bit and I came across an article concerning eBooks. Um, it's a very fair handed article uh, in the Guardian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it starts off as ebooks are stupid, says head of one of world's <laughs> biggest publishers. The, the Guardian is obviously very, you know, sensationalist. So after digging through the article for a little bit, I came upon the thoughts of chief executive of Hachette International. What did they say? Right, so what they said was it's the limit of the ebook format. The ebook is a stupid product, it is exactly the same as print except it's electronic. There is no creativity, no enhancement, no real digital experience. So these comments are basically surrounding uh, ebook sales. He was sort of lamenting that ebooks aren't doing as well as as they used to.
1: My dad uses an ebook. My dad, I grew up and he had a library of books, and now he just uses the Kindle because it's so convenient, because it's light, he can take it to bed, it's not too heavy. It's the the books can be easily downloaded, they're cheaper than buying real books unless you go to a second hand book sale. But he loves it.
0: The thing about your books is it's obviously digital, so you can send them instantaneously across the world mm. and you can have them at a the drop of a hat. Mm. So, you want a book, you can hop online, download it, get it in your Kindle very super fast. Mm. And obviously, there's lots of different things, as you said, about Ease of use and accessibility—you don't need a massive library anymore. I know you and I love the idea of having a massive <laughs> we do, library, yes, but uh, I think for a lot of people, as you don't have a lot of space, you don't have the space for lots and lots of books. Mm. And at the end of finishing with a book, you can just delete it. Yeah. off whatever you have. Well,
1: I think so that's the same thing with a Kindle. It's like you've got a million books in one. Really, I mean, potentially mm, you can—it's yeah. just one thing, and you can have as many as you like. It, and I think it's a bit of a novelty also too for people that have always had books, the thought of having it all contained on this one little device is a bit of a novelty.
0: Yeah, my favourite part of it is that when you have lunch, you can just rest it up against something <laughs> and read off the screen rather than have to, you know, with a book you'd have to just open it up and wait it.
1: Yeah, you got to get one of those page-open proper things. Yeah, hold it open. Thing. yeah but, so However, yes. don't get me wrong, I loathe the idea of having a Kindle. That's just me. Well,
0: I th- I think it's... There is also something romantic about having a book in your hand. It's um, not just
1: romantic. It's it's a book. A Kindle is not a book. An e-book is not a book. I don't know why they even call it an e-book. It's not a book. It's a, a book is in your hands, and it's, it has paper and words and pages you can turn. That's a book. I mean, you can't imagine Jane Austen, not Jane Austen, Elizabeth Bennet sitting in her little bay window seat with a Kindle, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's no, right. That sort of... thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I... There's also a sense of place with the books that I find um, e-books. I find strange. I, I like I like to be able to flip back through mm. a book because yeah. I can kind of visually see where everything is. But yeah. with with an ebook, um, it, it's difficult. I mean, yes, you can turn back the pages and you can go back to page such and such, but I can never remember what it is. I sort of <laughs> got the visual of what what is where and what's doing what.
1: Well, I have heard that the uh, success of an ebook can be attributed to how good are they are at making you forget that it's an ebook. And forget yeah. that you're actually reading something and actually just immerse yourself so where <clears throat>
0: is that there is that idea of obviously the the electronic um print there's no light behind it is there it's sort of yeah it's, it's a, supposed to be
1: that soft light that, that yeah. doesn't hurt your eyes
0: it, was, it always reminds me of nature <laughs> sketching you know that, that, kind of, <laughs> that kind of thing yeah which is, i mean we're both very familiar with reading off screens
1: i'm terrible at it though like i have, I have to do it for uni you know looking at online journal articles and stuff and I Mm. just can't my my eyes just skip over I don't retain information as well I mean they have proven incidentally that you retain so much more when you're actually tactile with whatever you're learning Mm. you know if you're writing what you're learning you retain it yeah I don't think you have the same effect when you're reading something on a screen it's just gloss you know you just gloss over yeah, and also, I think for authors, I don't know, um, I think they're, they're probably are quite involved in the text size, the font itself, the layout on the page.
0: It's a real art, isn't it? It
1: is an art, hmm. and it actually is quite telling about what kind of book it is, what the author's like. It's, it's actually a very specific choice. You know, when you pick up a book, it's not just the words inside it. It's the weight of it. It's the, the feel of the pages. You can get different kind of pages. It's yeah, the, that's you know, It's right. the way they look on the page. There's a lot more to it than just the story itself. So you you lose all of that with an ebook. It's it's a purely <sighs> It just it just loses that tactile experience, and you and you're just looking at a, a screen again. Plus,
0: it also the ease of receiving an ebook and the ease of deleting an ebook is it also kind of attributes to this whole throwaway mm. aspect of, of the books. I mean, obviously, paperback novels have been quite expendable for quite some as and you can pump them out. You know, you read them on the plane, and then you're on to the next one. So it's not this you know you save up for a while and get a book, and you have this book a long time so i think it just adds to that whole aspect of being a throwaway kind of thing because you can get one you can read it delete it it's gone sort of Mm -hmm. thing so and considering how long it takes to actually create something yeah um, like a novel um it's 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 always fascinated me that's because i've got a few novels at the moment that are and they're in the back burner, um, sitting on my computer. And the file size, I think, is probably just about the same size as, as a JPEG, a, a picture. Mm. So a whole novel.
1: So what you're saying, a picture says a thousand words? Yes, yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> I was going to say that, but you got the, oh, the pun first. No, that's all right. Oh. That's all right. I can't say the corny things all the time. So e-books sort of perpetuate this sort of throwaway aspect. of The throwaway culture. The throwaway
1: culture. Yeah. But one of the things I found interesting about what you read earlier that that um, CEO said was that there's no creativity in ebooks. And I wonder about that because what, what does he expect? I mean, there's not – just because something – is digital, does that automatically mean that it needs to be this enhanced experience where, you know, it's super interactive and creative and different and turning a book into an ebook actually makes it more accessible to a whole range of different audiences. It makes them more flexible. You can take them, like you said, on the plane, on the train without having to carry a book around. So why is that then a bad thing? Why does that make them stupid? Because they're not this amazing digital experience. I don't think it needs to be.
0: Uh, well one of the things he does also say is that he sort of cites the whole 3D aspect of the online world. It's, a, it's basically you're taking a 2D product and putting it on in a 3D world and you're not really using all the aspects of that online world. And so there's there's so many different things you can do. I um, suppose well exciting prospects. Um, okay. This is this is one of I think one of the cruxes that he's getting to. And later on the the article talks about that Hachette Hatchet <laughs> have bought up a couple of video game companies so they're looking at different ways of I'm pretty sure it's more than marketing these, this kind of work I think they actually want to go about putting it out in a different way which I'm actually very suspect at because I really like books the way they are in the format they are um, and I feel if they start adding new things to it then it could actually change the form of what a book is which I think is actually quite I don't agree with that at all
1: Well te- how do you take text on a page and make it I mean how do you make that more well it's exactly right you can't, you can't take the text of a book, put it into an online universe and keep it true to what it is.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that, that's what I think is its the direction it's going in. I mean, let's face it, if you've got a work that goes online, what, you start adding other elements like music or or visuals, mm. or it becomes something very different.
1: Although that's what audiobooks are. I mean, they're essentially just spoken books with sometimes sound effects and music and that kind of thing, and they're very popular. So. Well,
0: that's right, but I mean... Is it just is, the visual aspect that well, changes it? Is an audiobook still a book? Is Of course it is. Is a picture book still a book? When you look at a picture book, I don't want to be condescending to um, children's children's writers and the, the artists that spend a lot of time work doing things but for me picture books are training wheels that lead you to a proper book basically that thick impenetrable text and that's all you get which creates a visual in your own mind and is a very personal thing and once you start adding other things to it once you start adding music and pictures you're basically giving someone the visual this is exactly what I'm thinking that's what you're saying rather than o- leaving it open for interpretation and once audiobooks as well you sort of when you're speaking you're dramatizing the text so that's your interpretation rather than allowing the reader to create everything in their own mind which is what i think is what's so brilliant about just that thick block text
1: i don't know i kind of like books with pictures (laughs) i mean i love i love kids books but yeah i know like i read a book um well dm cornish's the monster blood tattoo it's Mm. full of illustrations and i love that because i love seeing what the author themselves visualized when they were writing it um, another... i love
0: i love maps at the start maps of are great yes, maps it's... are so good <laughs> mind you
1: like after the first couple of references where you're like oh where is that you just, i never look at it yeah well know. i don't know
0: i follow i follow you
1: follow their journey middle earth the yeah. whole way i'm like oh they're there now <laughs> And I, I read another book about dragons and they'd sketched the dragons that they were, they were coming across and stuff. And, and I really like, I think having illustrations in adult books is actually really cool because you, you do, you don't get that anymore once, once you graduate from picture books. A lot of a lot of time it is just text, so I think introducing illustrations is great. Music, not so much. I find music distracting. However, I don't think there's anything wrong with playing with what you can do with a book. I mean, so many books have been adapted into movies. Why not adapt them into video games or, you know, make them interactive or whatever? whatever i mean i'd i'd totally play pride and prejudice the video game i'd be down with <laughs> that <I'd, Yeah. laughs> i would walk around the little you know the manor and collect treasures and books and things anyway but i don't know i mean i guess it comes down to your definition of what is a book and if you're saying that a book is purely a massive text-based bound document i yeah. think that's a little narrow-minded
0: well no it's not so much that it's as soon as you start adding other things it becomes an, a different form mm. i'm quite well versed with video games um i don't know all the video games in the entire world but i started playing role-playing games in the uh, the, the early to mid 90s mm-hmm. And by that point, they were text-heavy, basically. What you had was you had graphics on the screen, you had a character who can walk around, but a lot of the interactions were speech bubbles and, like, a lot of text. Oh, that
1: was so awesome.
0: Um, <laughs> like, a, there was one game, when you pre-ordered, you got a novelised version of the actual the game itself. Oh, wow. Um, which wasn't a big stretch, because actually when you t- took out all the text in the game, you could quite easily get a novel so you had this kind of interaction between my favorite things i love books and i loved interacting with stories and you had the visuals you had the music and you had all that kind of stuff so for me that was sort of the height of um, this kind of this morphing book I think that's the whole point, is books have already made that transition because mm. those video games were. Um, obviously, the reason they used text was because they were actually limited with the technology. So now what you have is you basically have voice work, music and cartoon visuals or 3D graphics. So you basically have cartoons, really. That's what video games are now. They're just basically cartoons. Whereas back then, there was that combination with the book and everything else there, which is absolutely wonderful. Mm. Um,
1: well, no, I think, I think you... I mean, what you're talking about is difficult to quantify, I suppose, because...
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. No, I didn't really want to venture too much into that. It was more the aspect of the publishers um, for books, uh, sort of looking how to interact, how to turn books into onto an online world. And I'm saying mm. it's actually already there. Like, that's what has happened about 20 years ago. Mm. That's what happened. And now that's what we have here. It's, but it's a different form. Um, if you look at a book, you look at a play, you look at a movie, you look at a video, I kind of put them all into mm. the same category because each one does something very particular mm. you can't get what you get from a book as you can from a movie mm. um, they're very different and the, the whole aspect of having the text on the page and you reading it and you're making up your own mind it's all inside of you that you, what you're creating you don't get that from a movie it's all given to you it's hand-fed. Mm. It's the same with plays. It's the same. with You get other things. From, you get music. You get yeah. things from there. But for a book, it's very unique and it's impenetrable. And I can see how it's impenetrable because you've got this six, 700-page massive thing that's a little bit boring sometimes. It's face it. You look at it and go, couldn't it be more interesting? Couldn't there be some interactivity? Couldn't there be some music or, you know, turn to page such and such? Mm. But I like my books as books.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. And I think the thing is with this industry is that you've got audiobook sales are on the rise. Oh, quick, let's make it an audiobook. Or oh, ebook sales are going down. Well, ebooks are stupid and we shouldn't use them. Oh, books as print are, you know, declining and who who reads books anymore? You know, everybody's trying to outdo each other and it's all this competition of what's selling the most, what's what's marketing, you know, what's making the most money. But I think at the end of the day, the fact is the more forms of sharing literature that we have, the better. I mean, if audiobooks are doing great, that's fantastic people are listening to to stories being told that's important if people are still reading books there will always be people reading books ebooks that's a new form that's great so what if it's not doing so well anymore I mean it doesn't have to be what's doing the best. I think the more we can explore how to actually tell stories and share this stuff, Hmm. the better, I think. I mean, yes, books are completely unique and I don't think we will ever lose how wonderful books are and how wonderful it is to experience a beautiful story that's written beautifully. But, you know, I'm quite quite happy to welcome what comes next in whatever form that might take.
0: Well, that's right. I mean, at the end of the day, we like narrative. I like books. Hmm. I like movies. I like video games. I like plays. But I think behind that is the narrative. Hmm. Obviously, people are purists and like things for specific reasons. Yeah. They like books. They're never going to like movies. So that's fine. But I think narrative is something that is changing and moving to different areas.
1: So should we leave it there for today?
0: So, yes, I think we should leave it there for today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Haven Writers Guild podcast today.
1: If you'd like more writing support, find us on YouTube, Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, or on our website. Or you can email us directly at havenwritersguild at gmail.com.